Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is Frank Wright coaching his last game? Is it that drastic? Is it if, – if the Cowboys go off, is this – that just solidifying this is the last year for Frank Reich. I think this much we we know. I think he he thinks he's coaching for his job. I, I think him making the decision to take back play calling is him saying, hey, if this is how I'm going to go down, I'm going down in a blaze of my play calling glory. If this is the last chance I have to run a team, you darn sure I'm taking the wheel. Evan Cohen, one of the the co-hosts of the morning show you hear every morning right here on 99.9 The Fan. It's called Unsportsmanlike. Evan asked almost that exact question earlier. I'm starting to think no. There's there's a wow. lot of – sorry to my buddy Brian Gruby and everybody at 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh. Um, don't you feel like where there's smoke, there's fire here? The big press conference about the David Tepper, the owner involvement. Then we've now changed play callers for, what, a third – it went from Reich to Brown, Brown to Reich. Yeah. Young is not as good as Shroud, even though it's early. They don't have their first-round pick. It feels ugly in Carolina right now. It feels ugly in Carolina right now. Hey, at least we got a cameo out of it. Yeah, I think. It does feel ugly in Carolina right now, uh, meaning the Panthers. There's other parts that look all right. Uh, the Panthers, though, mm, yikes. You know what is the, the, the worst part about is Frank Wright coaching for his job? If he is. If Frank Reich is coaching for his job, and I think many people believe he is, it affects how bad the decisions were months ago. If if right now Frank Reich is coaching for his job, it makes decisions that took place months ago look much, much worse. Frank Reich was hired this offseason, and he was a main character, a main participant in some of the biggest decisions in Carolina Panthers franchise history. I want to like I want to say it in that type of, of gravitas because it's true. Frank Reich has been in the inner circle decision-making room for some of the biggest decisions in Carolina Panthers history. And after nine games, he's coaching for his job? With that kind of job security, he should not have been included in the decisions he was included in. The people whose opinions matter when it comes to trading up to the number one overall pick, giving up future firsts, giving up cornerstones like DJ Moore, giving up what you gave up, the people who get to raise their hand and say, here's what I think about this subject, even if you don't listen to them. If they're there voicing their opinions, they better be more job secure than half a season of bad play. Think about how it affects Bryce Young heading into next season. I'm I'm even looking bigger picture than that. If you're going to let him decide to draft Bryce Young, you have to be more committed to him than if I see half a season of of poor results, I'm done with you. Yeah. If you're going to trust him to be in the room that decides if you draft Bryce Young, or even before that, if you're if he's in the room that decides to trade up to number one, you have to be committed to him. 
and and here's the thing. If you're like, well, if it goes bad for a year, half a year, we're going to move on from Frank. Get somebody you'd be more confident in in the room before you make franchise-altering decisions. Or else you just keep setting yourself back. Because when a new coach comes in, what happens? Well, he needs to get his guy. They don't want they don't want to, to to play with the players that the previous regime uh handpicked or or influenced the decision making on. They want to clean house. They want the yeah, they want to choose their own groceries if they're gonna cook the meal. So now you get the new person in there. They've got to clean away everything that, that Frank Reich or or Scott Fitter, if you move on from him, the GM, you got to clean house of, of all their guys. And now how many years into the future are you? If you let someone, like, if you have the number one pick, here's what you do. And here's what you have to do, and here's what teams have been doing for years. Okay, we have this awesome asset, number one overall pick. Or we have these awesome assets, future first, DJ Moore, that we're going to trade. Let's get the people that we want to execute that. And then we'll move forward with the franchise-altering decision. Letting somebody who's on thin ice make such a big decision is is franchise malpractice. And and if there's nobody on earth that could have more than nine games of job security, if every single person in the world that you could have hired as your head coach was on the same level as, hey, if you have nine games and you only win one of them and it's not looking like it's it's gangbusters, it's not going up, then then you're gone then you have to reevaluate how you judge your coaches. Everyone wants to ask, is Frank Reich coaching for his job? If he is, you let the wrong people make the decisions that are going to shape your franchise for the next five, six, seven years. You don't move on from that trade up to number one quickly. You don't move on from from that drafting of the quarterback number one overall quickly. So you shouldn't move on from the people that decided to do those things quickly. They're the ones with the vision. They're the ones who are pot committed. They're the ones who are saying, I have to make this work because I was the one that chose to get him here. The next person that comes into their shoes is going to say, ooh, whoever made that was a bad call, we got to get rid of them. And you just set your franchise back. What's also tough is that Frank Reich and the whole team has been put in this situation, going to a game against an opponent like the Dallas Cowboys, a very explosive offense. This is not like a determining game against the Colts a couple weeks ago or the Texans. No, this is the Dallas Cowboys where you just know the history of that organization and it's probably going to be a heavy favored Cowboys fan For sure, double digits. fan base in Bank of America Stadium on it, Sunday. And And – then you have to take it, and that's part of it. You have to take it into the context, right? Are you judging Frank Reich on his ability to coach, or are you judging Frank Reich on his ability to overcome all the obstacles you put in front of him? Guess what the, the, the Panthers spent time on in practice this week? Oh, I saw the tweet. Silent snap, working on their silent cadence. Just in case the Cowboys fans that infiltrate Bank of America Stadium, the Panthers' home stadium, are so loud when the Panthers have the ball that the the Panthers can't hear the cadence. That's how bad it's gotten? Ooh. So Frank Reich, if he's coaching for his job, the Panthers have put him into a situation, and I guess he's partly responsible because the fans have, have checked out a bit this year since they started losing, but it started long before he got here. The Panthers have created a – 
away environment in their home stadium. By the way, a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, Joe Burrow, out for the year, he's going to have surgery on his wrist. So if you watch Thursday Night Football, you saw him uh, in, in a lot of pain as he threw his last touchdown uh, and then a lot of pain on the sideline as he tried to throw. Joe Burrow, one of the stars of the NFL, uh, he's going to miss the rest of the season with a torn ligament in his wrist. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement and also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away, no cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Mac Brown wants everyone to know he's not leaving Chapel Hill. It's like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not bleeping leaving. UNC spokesman Jeremy Sharp told Inside Carolina in a text message. I'll read it for you here. Uh, It's that time of year, so someone is going to start this rumor in the hopes of affecting our team and or recruiting like they've done the past two years. Mac is full steam ahead. In fact, he already has spring practice planned and is currently setting up recruiting visits for December. So, no, he's not retiring. Close quote. I'm not bleeping, leaving. It It was a conversation that was popping up, although... I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it is as nefarious as that text made it out to be, where it's like, "Oh, they're trying to upend us." He's he's seventy two years old, right? You hit an age where, and this is, I mean, ageism. I mean, I don't. You hit an age where people just start to wonder, right? You hit an age where the person who uh, you know, is gunning for your job, just starts looking around going, so, bet you want a little more time with the grandkids, huh? Right? You just start saying it. So it's it's going to be a question every year from now, from, from now until he does retire, each and every year until he does what, what just happened, right? Until he says, no shot, I'm 100% coming back, then you operate with that. But but guess what? At this time next year, it's going to be a question, too, and it's not just going to be started by your rivals that are trying to knock you down in recruiting. Matter of fact, part of the story, right, if, if you pay attention to the bigger picture, part of the story around Mac Brown is the response from fans since this quote came out to Inside Carolina. But part of the story is the response from fans that had seemed to come to grips with him leaving the program or retiring from the head coaching job. And and maybe they had already talked themselves into that being the best thing for the program. And and maybe we're a little like, oh, it's coming back. Seems like a lot of people were ready for defensive coordinator Gene Chizik to it, take over. It, <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's just like, it seemed like Max coming back. Hmm. All right. I guess, like you, I guess we'll, we'll take we're, it. We're not gonna, we're not gonna force him out, but it, it just, it felt like part of the response was everyone had already moved on. So that's from your own fan base, right? That's not from other fan bases, other coaching staffs that were trying to recruit against you, saying, "Oh, you're what? A, you're a junior now in high school. Well, what are the chances you think, you know, when when you're uh, 
graduating six years from now, Mac's still going to be around, right? That That's not what that was. That was your own fan base kind of going, well, all right. Not full jubilation. Speaking of being a little extreme, I'm looking underneath the replies of the article that Inside Carolina posted. One fan commented, Roy Williams said the same thing after kissing the court. Hopefully Bubba has <laughs> cut, has had the come-to-Jesus conversation that says we're not really asking. Wow. Interesting. I mean, that's that's forcing him out. I don't think anyone wants to force him out. I will say this, though. I think returning – I think actually, you know what I'll say? I'll put it this way even better. Having Jeremy Sharp, the spokesman, say that, so no, he's not retiring. Having that be the message is the – it's either the classy thing or the honorable thing to do, which are both positive adjectives, right? It's either the classy thing or the honorable thing. If he does retire this offseason, then saying this – is the classy thing because it doesn't take away from the players, right? Uh, maybe he doesn't want the last little go-round in the ACC, the last couple games, to be the goodbye Mac show, right? Maybe he wants it to be about the players. I really respect that. I don't like retirement tours. I don't like, quite frankly, what Coach K did, what Derek Jeter did, what Kobe did, what Dwayne Wade did, what Big Poppy did. I don't like the retirement tour where, you know, at every away arena, you're walking around waving at fans that had booed you for years, now pretending like your friends. I, I think it's – it's it's Tim Duncan had my favorite retirement of all time. This is the timeline of Tim Duncan's retirement. It was like 10 a.m. There was a press release saying Tim Duncan's retiring. There will be a press conference at 1130. At 1130, he spoke to the media that could assemble quickly for like 20 minutes. And by like one o'clock in the afternoon, he was touching down in a Caribbean island somewhere, getting ready, getting ready to to live the rest of his life. That's how I that's how I think it should happen. So I think the classy thing would be to deny, 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 off season day, have your moment. Let the players have their moments when their eligibility is running out. And if this is true, which I feel like it is, because Matt Brown seems like the kind of coach to stick to his word. We kind of mentioned it earlier in the week. Maybe he just is not ready for the significant turnover that's going to happen with the roster to be thrown on a new coach coming in. If he if he doesn't retire, right, because that it's the classy thing, even if he is going to retire, to not take away from the players. The honorable thing, right, because I said it's either classy or honorable. The honorable thing would be if he doesn't retire, even if he wants to. Right, even if he's like, I'm kind of done with this, but I'll put in another day. I'll put in another week. I'll put in another year because it's what's best for the program. Get another quarterback established if you can find one and implement him into the offense and then and then pass it off to the next coach so they're not having to go new coach, new quarterback, new this, new that. Also, and, and I, I hate to say this, uh, if you can't find the next quarterback and implement them, lower expectations a bit, right? L- leaving the program after you just had a Drake May year, everyone's going to go, well, if we're not in the mix for you know a top 10 ranking, this season's a huge disappointment. And it's like, well, actually, even even Mac, the, as great of a coach as he is, was buoyed by, by Drake May. And if he's not going to be there next year, expectations are going to have to st- take a step back. But no one is going to attribute that to the quarterback. Everyone's going to attribute that to the coach. So I think regardless, yeah, right, because I'm not going to, you know, what do I say all the time, right? At the podium, you're not under oath. I want you to show some honesty, be some transparent, but but there's certain things that, quite frankly, lie about because it's better for your team. 
And and if Jeremy Sharp, uh, you know, if Mac Brown is is telling Jeremy Sharp, no, of course I'm not retiring. I've already planned spring ball. I've got recruiting visits planned. And in the back of his head, he's going, oh, I'm gone. That's fine. I won't I won't hold that against him because he'd be protecting his players shine this year. And if he's thinking, gosh, I wish I could retire, but no, I'm planning spring ball. I'm planning recruiting visits because it's better for the program. This isn't a good year for me to to retire because then you'd be looking to replace your best offensive player, your best defensive player, your head coach, so many important people in the line. I'll hang around one more year. I think that's honorable. So for now, what we know is Jeremy Sharp, the spokesman for UNC, told Inside Carolina in a text message, Mac Brown's not retiring. Until we hear different, I'll take it on face value and say he's not retiring. Think Jeremy was listening to the show on Monday? Maybe. Maybe he's like, ah, oh, Tim's gut reaction Tim to watching that game is, is all wrong. Stirring up the pot. Hey, Jeremy, if you are listening, I'm believing you right now. I'm choosing to. Tim Donnelly here for DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of NASCAR, and it is now live in North Carolina. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code 999 and bet $5 will receive $250 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code 999 and bet $5 to get $250 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 999. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 8-777-185-543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. NASCAR is not a sponsor of this promotion and used under license.